All right. I am hoping to come on for this podcast more than just once a week. I know I come on every week, typically on Tuesday is my plan to record all about my weekly weigh-in. And if I've lost or gained and how my week went, I'm still planning on doing that. But I also want to pop in and just like connect with you because I went searching for a Weight Watchers podcast and a weight loss podcast that interested me, and I really didn't see a ton out there. And so I'm hoping that you and I can connect and it's beneficial for me to share and my experience, and then um, it helps you because we're in this together. So today I thought we would talk about my why a little bit more. I know I did my WW story but I wanted to go a little bit more in detail of why I want to lose the weight and what is motivating me this time. Because a lot of the times when I've wanted to lose weight, what's motivated me is I want to look like a celebrity or I want to fit into this clothes or I want to just be skinny. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it just hasn't stuck. Like none of those motivations really made me advance to the next level with my weight loss. And so I'm really grateful that this time around, I have a different perspective. So the first area that I want to talk about is my post-traumatic stress, my childhood. You know, we all come with, I guess you could call it baggage or a past or something that has helped us build character. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic home. My dad was an alcoholic a raging alcoholic. And uh, yeah, it was rough times. Every single night, it seemed he would get upset after or during dinner after he'd had too much to drink. I could literally see like the clouds roll over in his eyes. And I knew that we were in for a storm. And growing up, this was almost every single day, every single week, every single month, every single holiday. And I coped. I mean, I had a good childhood. I grew up grew up in a middle class home. Um, I had a mom, have a mom who loves me dearly, and I, um, I had, for the most part, it was a good childhood. I had good friends, but I had this kind of monster situation that was very private. Like nobody in my life knew about it. I'm sure the neighbors knew because my dad was screaming and yelling all the time at night. But I kept this secret. I kept this very dark secret. So um, I think that that over the years, kind of holding that in and not knowing really sometimes how to cope with that and having flashbacks and having uh, that experience, I think weight was something that I clung to, comfort food, putting on the pounds to kind of shield myself and protect myself Um from the outside world. And to add to that, my dad was the cook of the house. He worked from home. He was in and out of jobs. And one of the things that he did, my mom was a full-time teacher and he would make our meals. He was the king of the kitchen. He was a controlling alcoholic. So nobody was really allowed in the kitchen um, except for him. And we would come home my mom from work, me from school, and he would make us dinner. And food was love for him. Like he wanted to make us obviously food that we liked. And then by the time we sat down for dinner, there was something that either my mom said or the the conversation that would set him off and he'd had too much to drink by then. And then he would just get angry. 
So when I would come home, my parents would watch the news. The wine would be opened up at around 5 o'clock when they would start watching the news. No, maybe 4.30. And then we would have dinner around 5 or 5.30. So even to this day, like I can't stand when the news is on when my mom, when I'm with her, she'll turn on the news at five and she'll have her glass of wine. Like I shudder. It brings back memories for me. Um, so my dad was trying to show love, but inevitably during dinner, I was on pins and needles, especially when we would go out to eat, which we did at least once a week. Um, I was so afraid that he would start yelling in a restaurant and people's eyes would be on us. And I just remember all growing up, like just shrinking, like I would shrink inside of myself to protect myself and just pretend and go numb. Like nobody can see me. Nobody can see us. I'm in a bubble. Like it's okay. Um, and at home, you know, it was like I would be eating my food, but when's the ball going to drop? Like, when is he going to start yelling? When is he going to start getting upset? So I, I think all of this added to me, like having some issues around food. Um, my dad's favorite thing to cook was pasta. We had pasta all the time. For some weeks, we had it twice a week, three times a week, pasta, carbs, rice. That was his favorite food to cook. And so I was carb loading. I don't know if that's the right term. While this dysfunction was happening and this trauma was happening. And I think it was almost like a a neuro, um, I don't know what the right terminology is. I'm not an expert. I am not a therapist. I am not a dietitian or nutritionist. I think by eating the pasta and the carbs, it like calmed me down in these stressful times. And that's probably why my dad reached for it too. Diabetes kind of runs in his family. I'm sure his blood sugar was all off from all the alcohol he was consuming. And then we had all the pasta. It was just a lot of carbs. And so carbs are my comfort. Uh, Pasta, snacky foods, um, anything to have food in my system to calm me down. So going into this weight journey this time, I really want to shed some pounds and I'm looking at it as kind of shedding layers of that that part of my life. I've done a lot of therapy. I am in a program called Al-Anon, which is to help people who have parents or siblings or partners, anybody in their life that has been affected by the disease of alcoholism. Al-Anon is a recovery program for them. And so I've been in Al-Anon for five years now, and I've worked the 12 steps and have a sponsor, and it has been life-changing for me to heal myself and my past and to be in the present. And so I feel ready to kind of like shed that layer of trauma and have my true self shine through. And it's really invigorating me and making me excited. So that is my beacon of light right now. Um, I want to lose 60 pounds, uh, which is another thing that I want to bring up is growing up in an alcoholic home with a very controlling parent. He controlled finances. He controlled the safety of the house. He controlled, I mean, he didn't like us me even leaving at night. And I was an only child. It was just a very controlling environment. 
I feel like that stunted me a lot. I feel like it's taken me a long time. So I'm 38 years old. Um, It's taken me a long time to get into my adulthood, to really, really do research and practice and understand my finances. I didn't have anybody that taught me, not that anyone has to teach you, But finances were just something he did and it was scary and he controlled it and I probably would do it wrong. And I've just started, by the way, my dad passed away in 2013. So he passed away from cirrhosis of the liver. He died from his disease. Um, But it's been a long haul for me to get to the point where I'm really trying to monitor my credit score. And every week I go into my Mint apps and I'm I'm my own entrepreneur. I run a social media coaching business and my earring business. I make earrings. Um, So I do QuickBooks, self-employed, where I'm looking at my what I've profit and loss. (laughs) And I'm doing it, you guys. Like I'm making it happen. And in this um, go around for Weight Watchers, I've really been thinking about my credit score and how I'm so glad that my credit score went from being in the red zone to now in the green zone in the 700s, which is huge for me, huge, that I've been able to keep it consistent. And when I look at my journey with my credit score, my why now for my weight loss has become, I've been thinking about the BMI and the weight range for different heights. So I'm 5'11", 5'10", and um, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I think the high end of the spectrum for my height is 170 pounds, which is mind boggling to me. Like That is the high end. And I'm sitting right now at the time of this recording in July of 2020, Hopefully, when you're listening to this in the future, I will be at my goal. (laughs) But um, I'm sitting at 224 pounds. I started at 232 pounds. So as a tall girl that's always felt curvy and big boned, the idea of getting to 170, like I remember when I first started my teaching job back in 2002. When it, well, I hadn't just started, but when I was in the very beginnings of my teaching career, 2012, 2012, I had met someone on eHarmony. I was dating him. And I remember I was wearing clothes from White House Black Market, like in their XLs, large. And uh, that's when I was at 186, I think, at that point. And I just, so it just boggles my mind that I could get below 180, 170. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, but I know I see other women do it. I know it's possible and maybe I will just go to 180 and that will be enough for me. But I am curious and my why is feeling curious around what would it be like to get in a healthier on the high end of that like doctor recommended weight zone. And I'm looking at it kind of like my credit score. And I knew I got there with my credit score. So I'm like, okay, I have the motivation to get there uh, now with my weight loss. So that's another one of my why. 
So shedding the weight from my past, from my alcoholic upbringing, um, to really showcase that I have some recovery. I'm ta- I feel like it's a good recovery moment for me. In my Al-Anon recovery, my sponsor tells me, and once you kind of get this foundation of the 12 steps, you can apply it to all areas of your life. And so I'm excited to apply it to my health and my weight loss. And then this whole credit score, responsibility, adult, whole thing is another part of my why. And then the last part of my why, you know, is I struggle with back pain. I struggle with my knees, with my ankles, not in a debilitating way, but man, I walk every day with my dog and she pulls me. And I think part of it is because she's like a big chocolate lab. And when she pulls, like I have to yank. So that probably is not affecting my back in the best way, but I don't want back pain. You know, I taught kindergarten way back in the day. I don't teach anymore, but I was constantly bending over and I know I did some damage to my back. And I just think, man, when I wake up in the morning, I am so stiff. Like I can, sometimes I can't fully extend my back up and I'm like, this is just going to, you know, I don't want it to get worse, but maybe at my weight, I'm carrying around all this extra weight. It's just going to make it worse. So my back, my knees, I, my hips, <laughs> I just, I don't want to sound like I'm like an old woman, but my goodness, you guys, I don't, I don't want to put myself in a position where I have to get surgery. No, 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 no. I don't want to be in that position. I don't like going to the doctor. I will, but I don't like it. I don't like the idea of surgery and I'm just like, okay. I've got to get this under control. Um, so my why is really to feel not in any pain, to not feel as stiff, to feel a little bit looser in my existence, in my body. And, you know, I struggle with anxiety. Anxiety is my default. Um, luckily, I've come a long ways because of my Al-Anon recovery, my Anxiety used to be debilitating to the point where I like wouldn't even want to leave the house, wouldn't even want to walk. Um, and I follow this family on YouTube. They are called Fathering Autism, and they're a family that has an, an autistic daughter. And I remember in one episode, it really hit a chord with me and it impacted me greatly they were talking about their daughter's weight. Their daughter is in middle school, I want to say, in a special day class. Um, And people were always asking them in the comments and getting kind of riled up, like, why do you control her eating so much? Why are you always like monitoring her eating? And so they answered that question and they were basically like, she has got enough of a tough road ahead of her just, you know, with this autism and managing it and surviving in life with this, um, this autism diagnosis. And to add on top of that, you know, she, she turns to food. If we let her eat all that she wanted to eat and candy and snacks and go in the pantry all the time, and then she would gain weight. Her mom struggles with weight. So it's in her genetics. Both of her parents do. 
And they said, we can't do that to her. Like that would be in our eyes, child abuse, like to have autism. And then on, on top of that, like obesity for a child and weight struggles, it's just, they, they feel very adamant that they would not add that on top of her journey. And I listened to that and it gave me the chills and I was like, wow, that is really profound. Here I am as someone who has since college struggled with really intense anxiety at certain points. Not as much anymore. Thank you, Jesus, God. <laughs> um, but still, when I go out in public, I get some social anxiety. I'm nervous. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, my mind is always going. And I've added this weight on top of it where before I go out, I'm always typically stressed out about what clothes I'm going to wear. Do I look good? It's it's exhausting sometimes the amount I put to prepare to look good to go out and the the internal dialogue that I have with my clothes that I beat myself up and um, and then when I'm out and feeling kind of uncomfortable in my body and how I'm sitting and my back and crossing my legs and do I I mean it's just I get it. I get what they're saying. I love to kind of remove some of that added stress that comes with being um, more of a weight that I'm comfortable with. And this is a tricky, tricky thing because I love the body positivity movement and I follow so many women on Instagram who are doing such an incredible job showing these photographs of like, I'm thinking of the bird's papaya and I just followed another woman. I can't remember her name, but if you want it, I'll try to get it to you. But they take photos like in their swimsuits and they show the cellulite, they show the stretch marks and it's so cool and it's so gorgeous and it is what we need. Um, and so I feel that on a deep level and I, I have gotten very attached to my curvy body and I shop at Torrid and I shop at Forever 21 Plus and, you know, I love the clothes that I find and I found some clothes that I really love. At the same time, those other whys that I'm talking about seem more significant to me. It's not just about getting skinny to fit into clothes. It's not just about wanting to look like a celebrity like I have some real touchstones of personal achievements of my past and my body that I want to get to to just feel better, to feel better in my skin. And especially the piece with my dad, you know, his mom was overweight and I know weight was something that his whole lineage struggled with. And I would love, as I'm trying to shed the alcoholism that was in the lineage and be the generation that's really trying to, like, break that spell, I would also love to break the spell of, like, the dysfunction of using food to also cope with life. I have other tools now. I have meditation. I have prayer. I have my sponsor. I have literature, daily readers that I read. Um... And thank God I have been feeling so much better. Like it, I know that it's working because there were days that I would sit in my office working on client work and eat my like chocolate and snacks. And it just felt like I was 
never ending hunger. Like I could just, I had a hole in my stomach. At one point I was like, do I have a parasite in there? Like I cannot stop eating. And now that I'm, well, I'm on the purple plants, I'm eating a whole lot more whole grains and I feel full longer and I'm eating a lot more protein enriched food. Like my little um, Kodiak bear cookies have protein in them and I'm blanking on some other stuff that I eat that has protein, but I'm not getting that like food craving all the time. And for the first, I'm like going into stuff that I need to talk about in my weekly episode. So I'm going to (laughs) stop. Stay tuned. Um, But I hope I'd love to know about your journey. And, you know, podcast is tricky because, you know, I first of all, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on iTunes. I got my first review on iTunes by the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest listener. And you know who you are and you just brightened up my day and you made me want to keep doing this. So leaving me a message over there is like the biggest gift in the world that you could give me that will get my little buns in gear to make more podcasts. But in addition to that, my website would be a great place to connect with you because I have my Instagrams listed there. I do have a Weight Watchers Instagram. I have my I have a whole tab on my website for Weight Watchers. You can message me on my website. You can email me. And so my website is Sheila Jane. So my name is Sheila. Um, and it's S H always remember E I L A. Sheila Jane dot co. Like company but co. Um does my story resonate with you? Have you been through something similar? How, what is your why? I just would love to know. I love to get to know you and we're in this together and it just warms my heart that you're listening. Talk to you soon.